You're listening to the Remax Hustle Podcast, brought to you by Remax of Western Canada. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. My name is Wade Patterson. I'm a franchise coordinator with Remax of Western Canada, and I am your host for this audio experience. The Remax Hustle Podcast is all about providing you with value by leveraging the knowledge and expertise of our Remax network. On this episode, I'm joined by Jennifer Berry with Remax Crest Realty's South Granville office in Vancouver, BC. Jen grew up in beautiful North Vancouver and graduated from the University of British Columbia with a degree in economics and a certificate in executive marketing. Jen was a real estate advisor for HGTV's The Property Brothers and is currently a real estate advisor for Worst to First, which is currently airing its second season. Jen has shared her marketing knowledge by volunteering as Vancouver Chair on the Remax of Western Canada Group Advertising Committee. She's also a member of the Remax of Western Canada Technology Committee and an ambassador of the recently formed Young Leaders Network. Jen, welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. Thanks, Wade. I named a few committees there. Where do you find the time to do all of this volunteering for Remax committees? Well, I don't sleep, so that's (laughs) number one. Um, No, they're not too bad. You know, if you're interested in something, then you kind of make time for it. And a lot of these committees are actually a lot of fun. Uh, Some give you some free breakfast, too. Uh, So for all us realtors out there, we never do anything without a little perk. So we get breakfast at some of these. Uh, But yeah, no, there's a lot of fun. And uh, then you can actually see what's happening and kind of where your money's going for advertising and uh, really be a part of it. And I mentioned there in the bio as well, a real estate advisor on a couple HGTV shows. What's that all about? Sounds really interesting. Yeah, so I was approached a few years ago uh, back when the Property Brothers were filming in Vancouver. Uh, They needed kind of somebody with the boots on the ground for um, advice for the show. Um, And basically all the homes that you see that don't get picked, those are the ones that I kind of have uh, found. So usually some very ugly, so it kind of is uh, a little bit of both, some beautiful mansions and some absolutely hideous homes. And convincing people to put their hideous homes on TV is a little bit difficult. <laughs> so, but uh, they're great reno jobs. So yeah, and great advertising for the realtors who have their homes on the shows as well. Interesting. What have you learned from that experience working with HGTV? Uh, just like anything on TV, things can change in a di- on a dime. And uh, there's a lot of times where you'll have everything lined up perfectly. And the next day, the producer goes, I really wanted one with a giant fireplace or, you know, suddenly open concepts. So we're back to the drawing board a, a day or two with a little bit of panic. So it really gets you uh, uh, keeping on your toes. Regarding experience on the group advertising committee, What have you learned and why is group advertising beneficial for REMAX agents? I mean, the one big thing about REMAX is as far as I'm aware, we're the only people that have a group advertising committee. So the small amount that each of us put towards our group advertising every month is way more than an individual agent can do on their own. There's no way we could do things like the Canucks and the Whitecaps and all these big, um, big brand experiences that really get our name out there on our own. Like I simply couldn't afford to do these on our own. Neither could any of you guys. Um, So certainly your dollar goes further and uh, all those bus backs you see, there's just so many things that we can do uh, with powers of numbers uh, and, you know, economies of scale that we couldn't do on our own. Awesome. And specifically in Vancouver, what are some of the projects that you've worked on from Mm -hmm. a GA perspective? Yeah. Um, Well, we got rid of our balloon program a few years ago. And uh, what that did for us was enable us to actually get into other programs such as something like the Whitecaps. That's probably our, our most recent accomplishment, if you will. Uh, they're new, they're green, and they're growing. Uh, so getting in on the ground level with that one is huge uh, to you know, really 
just like what we've had with the Canucks, where we've been there for 25 years, we got in early. For a lot of the things that we've done, our radio or bus backs, because we got in early, we're grandfathered, our price level is quite low. Um, so we felt that was really important. Uh, Soccer is a very accessible sport for many, many people. The demographics are great, both women, men and families. Um, so it's really kind of our target market anyways. Uh, so having our brand out there really has made an impact for us. One specific piece of content I've noticed with the white caps is videos called In My Hood, I believe. What are those all about? Uh, In My Hood is basically uh, we're taking players and having them demonstrate their neighborhoods, uh, sometimes with fans, sometimes with coaches, and basically having them really talk about why they like living in certain areas of Vancouver or the Lower Mainland. Uh, This year, we're going to be focusing slightly different, more about uh, specific things in neighborhoods, maybe like, um, you know, their favorite parts of a neighborhood about maybe why they like Horseshoe Bay or why they love the Richmond Night Market or just kind of uh, specific areas. But uh, it's really been a a neat way to kind of tie in Remax and the Whitecaps brand. And digitally, what's the reach been like with those? Oh, it's been really good. Uh, We actually do something called Connects Cribs as well. And that one was kind of of invading a Connects player's uh, home and kind of tying that in with Remax as well. And we know those have really done very well. People like anytime you can get behind the scenes with a player. 100%. You're also one of the lower mainland ambassadors (laughs) for the Remax Young Leaders Network. For those who don't know or have never heard of the Young Leaders Network, what's that all about? Uh, Well, this is brand new. It's Wade and Kingsley's baby. Uh, And uh, so they've taken uh, some great, fantastic people from all of some of the major cities and outlying areas and uh, kind of made us youth ambassadors. And uh, from there, we've created a Facebook group. And this basically is we're not actually sure how it's going to turn out, to be honest. But right now we're using it kind of as a mastermind group. A great way to bounce ideas off people, um, really try and focus things on like technology and things that we feel that youth be, um, and we're saying youth loosely where it's under 40 um, and uh, what the young uh, realtors are more interested in and how we can be, again, the best we can be. Interested in learning more about a career in real estate? Head over to joinremax.ca. And there's a Young Leaders Network event happening the day before Activate. There is. Um, Good networking opportunity. I think so. So, I mean, us young people are really good at networking with each other. So, I mean, if you are under 40, it would be a great opportunity for you to come to Activate and come a day early and uh, meet all us fun young people and hang out and, you know, add us all on Facebook and Instagram and everything like that and uh, really be a part of it. And you said yourself that, This group is very new and it's kind of evolving. What do you hope it becomes or what do you hope the average agent is able to get out of the experience of being with the Young Leaders Network? Yeah, I was talking to you a little bit about this earlier. I think really um, what I try and get out of any of these groups is kind of learning other people's secret sauce or kind of what's working for them. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. So for me, I just want to know the best practices. Uh, What's working in one area will probably work in another. Uh, So why should we work harder uh, or spend more money when someone's doing something really effective or maybe some cool guerrilla marketing or some, you know, neat video trick that, you know, is simple and we could all be doing it. And suddenly we can reach a lot more people without having to pay or with, um, you know, I mean, even if we do have to pay certain things, maybe it's best bang for buck or even just showing maybe a top 10 list does better than, you know, just somebody blogging about their listing, which we all know is not exciting to anyone unless they're actually looking for that specific house. So I think it's telling those stories and kind of getting out there. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. One thing that's really evident 
online is that you have done a great job at leveraging online reviews. So whether it be Rank My Agent or Google reviews, Facebook reviews, what is your trick or tip to an agent who's maybe struggling to get reviews, period, or good positive reviews? Um, Well, after every transaction, if it's somebody that you really liked working with, I will, I mean, they're not going to do this on their own. There's nobody who's going to log in to Google reviews or rank my agent and is going to find, or maybe they are, maybe, maybe it's your mom or maybe it's your cousin <laughs> and they love it. And they're just want to like shout from the rooftops how amazing you are. But for most clients, you have to coach them. You have to walk them through the steps of, of getting there. And so for me, I know if I've had a great experience with a client, I will send an email ahead of time and say, hey, Bob and Sue, like I had such a great time working with you. And it means a lot to my business to have, you know, future referrals. Uh, it would be fantastic if you would, you know, rank me on Rank My Agent or, and I'll send direct links to where they can do it, uh, you know, and, and really provide me with a, a fantastic review. And if not, this is your time where you can provide me feedback. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to, you know, really improve if there, if there are areas for improvement. So I find coaching them works really well. Uh, and then they will normally do it. A lot of times, sometimes people just ignore the emails. But a lot of them, if, they, if they've been fantastic clients, and if you compliment them about how amazing they were as clients, they'll usually kind of do the same as well. Wow, some really good tips there. On social media, you've done a really good job leveraging live video for open houses. Why do you do that and what's the benefit? People watch live video. Well, actually, more than anything, if say you have a lot of followers on Facebook, Facebook loves live video. So as soon as you go live, they send a notification out to every one of your friends and things like that or followers to say like, hey, look, Jen Berry is going live right now. Come and watch. Um, so I just find there's a lot more views. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it takes it's a little bit of a learning curve. Sometimes there's some lag, depending where you are, how fast the Wi-Fi is, too, is interesting. Um, or if it just doesn't turn around and you're standing there trying to, you know, like, and here's the kitchen and it's still stuck on your face and won't turn around. That's always fun. <laughs> uh, but overall, people like those funny, funny moments, too. So even if you do screw up, I know people are so worried about video and making it perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. As long as you're getting content out there, people will watch, you know, um, and, and as long as it's not too boring, like try and make it kind of fun and light and uh, again, I don't spend a, my live videos are maybe a couple minutes long. They're fast. Um, I know some people say that live should be longer, but then when you post it later or uh, it can be posted as a regular video later, I still like it short. So on the topic of social media, are there any other tips or best practices you'd suggest? Uh, yeah, um, people aren't excited about your listings. So don't just talk about listings. Uh, t- find those funny little ads. Find the, the, I think there's something called like the lighter side of real estate. Like follow other people's fun things and uh, maybe get some tips from that. Keep everything short. There's very short attention spans. Uh, people like video. They like pictures. Um, you know, if you can be more creative with your listings, do it. I know uh, Elio on my who's with uh, Remax was riding a ride on lawnmower the other day on someone's. <laughs> so people like that stuff. If it can be quirky, um, you know, do it. We were chatting before the podcast that you've come across some some best practices because safety at open houses has been a little bit of an issue. What are those tips that you have? Yeah, like I know in the lower mainland, there's I think the fellow still hasn't been caught, but there's um, there's people that do target realtors every once in a while, especially if for the female realtors out there. Um, there are some good ideas that somebody told me a long time ago, like putting men's shoes at the door, or extra shoes at the door. It doesn't have to be men's. Just throw a bunch of shoes at the door. Other people assume there's more people in the house, so you're not alone. I mean, if you can not be alone, fantastic. Like, bring a mortgage broker. Bring someone who makes sense. Don't, don't bring 
your spouse or your your mom or anything, unless that's a, like desperate. <laughs> it's like if there's nobody else, bring them. But uh, if there's somebody that makes sense being there, uh, like a mortgage broker or a lawyer, like, I mean, a lot of them want to try and get business too. So it's a great recruiting tool for them. Uh, and then they can talk about financing right then and there. Um, another thing would be I always carry my keys on me. And another tip somebody gave me were, was to um, tell a neighbor that if you hear the panic button of my car go off, then call the police. So at least if you have a panic button on your car alarm and if you have your keys in your hand, it's way faster to hit something like that than to call anyone. Yeah. And, and something that's so important, I think. So really appreciate you sharing that. Since this is the Remax Hustle podcast, we like to end every podcast with a hustle tip. So essentially, Jen, would you need to get something done? What is your Remax Hustle tip for accomplishing that task? Um, I rely on my Bluetooth. I do a lot of phone calling in the car. So without like Siri and Bluetooth, uh, I would, I don't know, I could, if I'm in my car so often that uh, I get a lot of phone calls down there. That's my big tip. Sleep when you can. Turn your phone. Oh, turn all your texts on silent. So that's if you're like me and get a thousand texts a day. I turn them on silent years ago and I tell my clients I check texts all the time. I will check your text, but it'll be when I have a chance, like every half hour, 20 minutes, whatever it is. Um, If you need me, phone me. And my phone's usually on unless I'm in in a podcast like this. But uh, and that way, if it's really important, they will phone me. Uh, and then if it's not urgent and they just want to see something, it's, it's a text. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to start doing this podcast, to your point. So much time spent in the vehicle going from place to place. Oh, yeah. So you can, <laughs> you can learn, you can do calls, you can do it all. Well, thanks so much, Jen, for taking the time to share your knowledge on this episode of the Remax Hustle Podcast. Thank you, Wade. And that's all for this episode. We hope that you took away an idea or strategy to help grow your business and perhaps most importantly, allow you to continue that Remax Hustle. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Remax Hustle Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and rate this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from.